civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Stay calm and stay indoors. Gary. Gary, is your Zippo still working? This is not a test. Now aim yourself at the boiler. Okay, spark that flint and let's get started. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Hello and welcome to a special lockdown episode of the Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Gary has contracted cabbage water flu, so as he's having to light his own farts anyway, we thought we should put them to good use and he should be able to provide enough power for our show. So whilst he risks a backdraft incident that brings a whole new meaning to the phrase toasted buns, we'll be bringing you government approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation states that several decades ago emerged from the troubled era that was 21st century Britain. My name is Lloyd Becklesnip and we have a special extended show for you today. As you all know, due to the latest zombie outbreak, we are in a lockdown situation and we've got all the latest tips and advice to help you through this difficult time. First up, we'll be getting the latest on the official guidelines from Zombie Control Officer Lionel Mottlecheap. Zombies do tend to assemble in a, a curve type shape. So we have been going out and literally flasting the curve with good old fashioned Yorkshire weapons. Then we'll be learning all about previous lockdown situations that we've survived from esteemed historian, Professor Henry Slumberback. Nuclear zombies are about five times bigger than your average zombie. They spit green acid and they cry tears of pure gold. We've also got celebrity chef Suzanne Putting giving us recipe suggestions that make the best of our current shortages. I think the old skills are coming back. I mean, I said to Gerald just the other day, I said, Fanny Craddock, she was fond of a mincemeat omelette. And, you know, I'm looking at that now thinking it sounds bloody delicious. And finally, we'll pay a visit to the Gadget Dungeon with Sly Winifred who'll be running us through the latest lockdown-busting gadgets. So what's going to prevent you from tossing and turning every single night? How about this? A blanket so heavy, you simply cannot move once it's placed on you. But first, here's the latest zombie outbreak lockdown updates. The glorious republic of your radio show. Across the country, government advice is for no more than 30 minutes of exercise a day, but only for those who can actually outrun the zombies. So no outdoor privileges for the under fives or OAPs. And for those of you that are out, remember to keep at least two meters from the undead because although they are slow on their feet, they can be prone to lunging. In the Wakefield area, as most of the zombies there don't have any of their own teeth, we are allowing pensioners out in groups on Tuesday and Friday afternoons. Just remember to bring your state-issued baseball bat for the two or three that might have a couple of molars left. And finally, the government would like to reiterate that there is no truth to the rumour that nettle bonfires help to ward off zombies. Our nettle silos are already running dangerously low due to panic buying and hoarding and this latest craze is threatening to deprive us of our nutritious national staple altogether. And due to some people mishearing this rumor, the government would also like people to stop burning the following items. Metals, kettles, petals, pedals, metals, setters, settlers, any pets that are ill, Fred's will, 
Bet's Mill, Amy Gledhill, Skittles, Cattle, Bottles, The Math Rock Band Battles, Butlins, Butlers, Freckles, Letters, 60s Beat Combo, Mop the Hoople, People Who Prattle, Stutter, Dribble, Nibble, Cackle, Giggle, Haggle, Embezzle, Tickle, Wiggle, Natter, and Tittle or Tattle. Also, Pratfalls, Rattlers, Wattles, The Contactless Card Reader Company, iZettle, Fretless Guitars, Acetylene Lamps, Antlers, Incels, The Ancient Internet Browser, Netscape, Streaming Service, Netflix, The Baby Killing Conglomerate, Nestle, Bustles, Castles, Cutlasses, Cuttlefish, Cutlery, Throttles, Needles, The Humble, Necklaces, Cricket Netting, Mottled Wallpaper, Steeples, People, Lentils, Lintels, Windowsills, Sentinels, Anything Sublimable, and Duvets That Are Continental, The Coffee Size Venti, Nipples, and Any Nipple Accessories Including Nipple Clamps, Nipple Piercing, and Nipple Scaffolding, Tipples, Strippers, Pestles, Pistols, Vessels, Vassals, Virgils, the lyric, but she went still, from the Arctic Monkeys song, Fluorescent Adolescent, anything unsettling, decrettles, rebels, pebbles, either stones or the Flintstones character, devils, projectiles, sweaters, carols, both the women and the songs, your betters, kennels, kenneths, wrestlers, the tattler, Archibald Tuttle from the film Brazil, Archibald Buttle, also from the film Brazil, pretzels, shekels, trestles, gentiles, abettors, Vestals, virginal or otherwise, vittles, genders, ankles, baubles, bubbles, baubles, beagles, bevels, bibles, libels, bridles, beetles, either the pop group or the insect, crinkles, symbols, musical or metaphorical, dimples, genitals, your own or otherwise, ingles, drizzle, frizzle, fennels, fiddlers, gerbils, kindles, minstrels, nickels, pickles, pupils, ocular or scholastic, riddles, ripples, scribbles, singles, squirrels, snorkels, tassels, thimbles, tinkers, tinklers, thinkers, winkles, periwinkles, nandos, periperiwinkles, millennials, nectarines, the Netherlands, nebulas, necrophiles, nepotists, necks, and finally, the North Yorkshire town of Settle. Those are this week's editions. The full list can be found on our website. But now, earlier today, I caught up with Zombie Control Officer Lionel Mottlecheek, and here's what he and the government had to say on the latest lockdown developments. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Thank you for coming in to speak to us, Lionel. I believe you've got the latest government advice on how to handle ourselves in the current crisis. You know, it's wonderful to be here, uh, wonderful to, to sort of keep everybody safe. And we are keeping control of those zombies. Do not worry. Do not. That's really good to hear. And, and I know that you were personally in charge of the order of zombie masks. You had promised that there would be a tough and enduring zombie masks that can be easily placed over the face of a zombie so that they don't bite anyone. And there was 100,000 promised, but unfortunately, only 20 have arrived so far. Have you anything to say on that matter? Yes, uh, they are certainly on the way much like the zombies, but uh, don't worry that they will be here. And I think the general public will appreciate them that little bit more through the anticipation. Well, yes, we are anticipating them greatly. And, and the 20 that have arrived, unfortunately, were made of paper rather than the reinforced plastic that had been promised. But uh, a paper mask can be of some use still. Yes. I mean, anybody who's experienced a paper cut 
you will know that it's particularly uh, unpleasant. Plus, these, these paper ones are biodegradable. And I think now more than ever, we must conserve resources. Keep waiting. If you are lucky enough to have a paper mask, look after it. Don't get it wet, I would say. Treasure it. Well, it's difficult not to get it wet because of the amount of saliva that these zombies are producing. They seem to be very eager to get their teeth into us. Yes. If you keep your distance, you'll be perfectly fine. You know, they, they move rather slow, you know. Unlike the government's efforts, of course. And it's not just the masks that there's a shortage of. There's been panic buying, of course, of uh, swamp mongrels. And the rumour going around that nettle bonfires can ward off zombies means that there's a shortage of our two main staples. Even as we speak, Lloyd, there are thousands of swamp mongrels rutting, producing ever more volumes of them. They should be flooding into government-approved shops and distribution outlets, uh, very soon, I would say. As for this piffle about uh, nettle bonfires, what a waste of perfectly good nettle. I mean, don't burn them. Use them for what they're intended. Soups, teas, reinforced underwear. So you are nixing the rumour that nettle bonfires are an effective deterrent to the zombie hordes. Well, these things tend to sort of snowball, you know. Somebody comes up with an idea, somebody else discusses it. Ideas are very dangerous. You will remember a few years ago, some ideas became widespread in the population. We really had to take action. We don't want to have to take action again, Lloyd, do we? Hmm? Uh, no, we, we certainly do not. You won't be hearing any ideas on this show, I, I can guarantee that. But going back to the swamp mongrels, I mean, they're a tricky animal to encourage to breed in captivity. Are there any techniques that you've been using to encourage this mass copulation? Yeah, we, we tried various things, natural aphrodisiacs, leftover prophylactics. But the thing we found that really set them off was music. And in particular, they love old Yorkshire folk music, locally more bar-tatted. It seems to get them particularly stimulated. Uh, once you see them uh, in, in the, uh, the throes of lovemaking, Lloyd, it's not an image that escapes your mind, I'd have to say. I see, yes. And this is why, although you've, you've had several of our finest folk musicians encouraging them, they all eventually go mad and you haven't been able to replace them quickly enough. We have all sorts of uh, people engaged in it. Uh, as soon as they drop the instruments, so new musicians are brought in, and they don't mind. They're doing their bit for Yorkshire. Have you thought of getting the help of Blind Bob Bobblethwaite, one of our finest folk singers, and surely possibly immune to the insanity that's unfolding in front of them? Yes, we, we are in talks with Bob, but we have him involved in certain projects already transferring some of his musical skills to the wider population. We're not sure if we want to take him off his regular duties, but he may be called upon. But worry not that even as we speak, and actually in the corner of my eye, I can see a, a fantastic a bit of rutting going on right now. So don't worry, more swamp mongrels are on their way. Well, that's great to hear. And so in terms of... of Put him down, Percy. Sorry, there was a bit of... Uh, an orthodox rutting encouragement there. We, we, we don't tolerate that. Sorry about that, Lloyd. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire radio show. And we'll hear the rest of that informative chat in a moment. But first, here's a word from our many sponsors. Yeah, we know that in these trying times, the idea of trying to get you to spend money you don't have on crap you don't need seems ridiculous. That's why we've adopted this very matey tone in an effort to convince you that we're all in this together. Let's get 
Advisor. Don't think of this as an advert. More a jokey text from your best mate. But don't forget to buy stuff. Don't think of this as an advert, but more of a heartfelt thank you to all those overworked, underpaid, key workers that we suddenly all treasure so much. But don't forget to buy stuff. And please, please, don't think of this as an advert that's representative of the ceaseless, unending wheel of capitalism that's going to grind you into an early grave. I mean, how could it be? It's got a ukulele on it. And now back to our interview with Zombie Control Officer Lionel Mottlecheek. What's our exit strategy for the current lockdown? Are you managing to get the zombie numbers down? Are we flattening the curve? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Zombies do tend to assemble in a, a curve-type shape. So we have been going out and literally flattening the curve with good old-fashioned Yorkshire weapons, cudgels, bludgers, leftover bits of Yorkshire fencing pole, flattening them down quite nicely. And that curve is, is much, much flatter than it was. It's quite messy but uh, flatter. And I would expect that will be, you know, all resolved and completely fine in a period of time. That soon? Yes, I can commit to that, yes. It's good to get some exact and reassuring figures from our glorious government. And of course, the border with Lancashire has been sealed shut and may now never reopen. That has to be a positive, doesn't it? Every cloud has a silver lining. If people are put off holidaying in the darker regions of Lancashire, it's got to be a positive thing. And it's not just food in short supply. There have been certain items, household items, that are very tricky to come by. Obviously, there's not a toilet roll left in the land, but Yorkshire people are very inventive. There have been alternatives. I was wondering if you had added any of your own. There are plenty of other substances that can be sort of rolled up or spread if necessary. Be inventive. Desperate times, not that we're in desperate times, uh, times call for certain measures. I, I don't mind telling you, I've ordered quite a few uh, copies of the Lancashire uh, political manifesto. And when rolled up, they are particularly absorbent and very efficient. So anything that uh, is not approved by the government, roll it up, Spread it and do your best. Yes, well, the Lancashire Manifesto is a great call because at 500 pages long, 490 of which are just about how great Lancashire is. It's perfect material. People have been dragging themselves up telegraph poles. Some people have even been using nettles, which is, I must say, very brave, but very patriotic of them. If you have a tear in your eye, I mean, the tear can be of patriotism or perhaps just... A little bit of rather unpleasant stimulation from the, from the nettle paper, as you say, but it's the spirit that Yorkshire is showing that we should be proud of, just making things count. We should be proud. I, I can tell you're proud, Lloyd, and I, I most certainly am. Yes, I'm brimming with pride at the thought that we're going to defeat this terrible foe. I look forward to the day when we can fling open our doors and once again breathe the fresh Yorkshire air that unfortunately will be infused with the ashes of nettle bonfires. And as I say, in a, in a period of time, all this will be sorted. Don't worry about that. Well, it's great to hear such reassuring words from our government. Thank you again for giving us your time, Lionel. Thank you, Lloyd. I shall get back to the, the rutting overseas. The glorious republic of your radio show. What an informative interview that was. 
It's good to know that competent, experienced officials like Lionel hold our very lives in their hands. Now, of course, this isn't the first lockdown incident that we've had to endure, and I recently contacted esteemed historian Professor Henry Slumberback to see if there was anything else we could learn from previous incidents. And I'm delighted to say I have Professor Henry Slumberback on the line. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Hello, Lloyd. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute delight. And now, obviously, you are one of the country's leading experts on our past history. You're very well versed with the various lockdowns that have afflicted this mighty nation over the years. I am indeed. Are there any in particular that have piqued your interest? Well, as you know, I've been through many lockdowns myself. I've been through the lockdown of the bees, the lockdown of the angry mobsters, and also the deadly stinging nettles. Well, yes. And of course, out of all those lockdowns, we came out stronger. The bees, we had a glut of honey like we've never seen before. The mobsters, we had a new appreciation of the films of Martin Scorsese. And of course, the great nettle plague of 33 was where we got our great staple nettle soup from. So we have a great history as a country of coming out of these situations and making the best of it. I mean, we all remember the vampire outbreak 10 to 15 years ago. We thought we were never going to escape their clutches. That's right. And the idea of trying to make the sun beam 24 hours a day, it was a brilliant idea. Shame it didn't work. And the stench of garlic. But that was what saved us in the end. The great garlic Whitby crop of 34 saved our bacon. It's been a shocking, shocking couple of decades. Been through thick and thin. And it's a shame we have to go through it all again. Well, yes, but we have faith in our government and in our people that we can weather this particular storm. And now there's other lockdowns that have left, you know, scars on our landscape, such as the great nuclear leak of 23, which decimated our countryside, mutated our livestock and gave a permanent nocturnal glow to our hills. Some of them still have a slight tinge around dusk. Many historians say the great nuclear leak of 23 was actually the pivotal changing point in our current and future. Now, being an expert on nuclear fission and fusion, do you think that this unlikely event is likely to happen again and we shall be once more glowing green in the hills? Uh, Yes, but since we've weathered one before, maybe that's just the thing we need. A bit of nuclear radiation would make us a lot less appealing to any hungry zombie. Unless the zombies are nuclear too. Have you heard? Nuclear zombies. It's the latest fad. People are running around trying to infest these zombies with nuclear radiation to try and make a super zombie. We've been through so many lockdowns. Entertainment has become very, very slim. The idea of having two nuclear zombies fighting each other has become primetime TV. What is it about a nuclear zombie that makes them even more fun to watch battle than just our regular garden zombie? Nuclear zombies are about five times bigger than your average zombie. They spit green acid and they cry tears of pure gold. It seems like there might be gold in them that are hills after all. I'll be breaking into my local nuclear power station at the weekend, see if I can strike it rich. Don't forget the gold is nuclear. Ah. If you touch it, you may be evaporated. Mm. 
And so what's the half-life of this nuclear gold? How long do we have to wait before it's safe to start making necklaces out of it? About 200 years. So something for my great-great-great-grandchildren then. A long-term investment, if you will. Indeed. Along with a zombie, why not? Well, yes, you could get a permanent supply of irradiated gold. Trying to get a nuclear zombie to cry is quite difficult. As you know, they're very angry creatures and they have very little emotional intelligence. So what is it that tweaks the heartstrings of a nuclear zombie? Are they prone to folk music or restoration theatre? Or do they just like a good old Mills and Boone romance? Well, I think you've identified some of the favourites, but what really makes a zombie cry is... Now, do you remember back in the day, we had soap operas on the televisions. They're beautiful pieces of artistic work. Mm-hmm. And if you present some of these historic soap operas to the nuclear zombies, they will be entranced by such things, fixated, if you will, and they shall sit down and cry. Well, yes, it's often said that in order to truly enjoy a classic soap opera, your brain has to be mostly dead anyway. It sounds like they're a perfect fit for these undead menaces. Indeed. And with a comfortable sofa and a big bowl of popcorn. There's nothing better than a good crying session. Well, it looks like history has once again shown us the path through our troubles and onto another glorious future for this magnificent nation. Thank you very much for your time, Professor Henry, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Lloyd. The glorious free republic of Yorkshire radio show. It's good to know that we've survived earlier lockdowns with our usual Yorkshire mix of grit and determination. And although the stoic people of this great land are almost purpose-built to endure troubles such as this, I know that there will be one particular issue that's causing us all stress and concern. How are the celebrities managing with all this? Well, to put your minds at ease and help soothe those fraying nerves, I've reached out to celebrity chef Suzanne Pudding. And here's what she had to say. And I'm delighted to say I've got Suzanne on the line. She's going to join us with a few ideas for what to do during the difficult time of the zombie lockdown. Hello, Suzanne, and welcome back to the show. Oh, good afternoon, Lloyd. Excuse me. I've got the hiccups there. I know, it's um, it's the booze. Well, it's 10 in the morning, so it's good to see you're coping with the lockdown. Oh, Lloyd, what to do, Lloyd? I mean, I I do find that I'm starting earlier and earlier on the... um, on the uh, vodka, <laughs> gin, martini, whatever, really. Whatever one's got in one's booze cupboard. Each to their own, I guess. And are you, are you pepping up your cooking sauces as well? Uh, oh, Lloyd, if I can call you Lloydy. It's wonderful. We're at the stage, Gerald and I, where we're absolutely smashed by lunchtime. And whatever's left over from the bottle, <laughs> bottle I just fling it in anything, you know, a pan of soup, whatever you've got, slosh in some of the old boozy. Well, yes, and now that the food sanitising depots have been closed, it's always a good idea to disinfect anything you're going to eat, maybe even lighting it as well, just to be sure. Well, we used to call it flambéing, and it's coming back in fashion. I mean, accidentally, of course, because Gerald's eyesight is failing, and of course he's half cut by lunchtime, so sometimes the tablecloth goes up, or Gerald's tie. But I mean, it's amusement, Lloydie. 
And we need that. Well, yes, the oldest entertainment we have, an open roaring fire, whether it be in your garden or in your kitchen, it's all still the same. Dancing flames, shadows on the wall, and maybe a pagan ritual or two just to spice it up a bit. Do you know, Lloyd, I think the old skills are coming back. I mean, I said to Gerald just the other day, I said, Fanny Craddock, she was fond of a mincemeat omelette. And, you know, I'm looking at that now thinking it sounds bloody delicious. A mincemeat omelette would be cracking if we could get our hands on any meat or eggs but given they're in a bit short supply at the minute are there any substitutes you could recommend well you know i wake gerald in the morning and i just say look get out there and get foraging and his eyesight's not good so god knows i mean he's just bringing any old shrubbery and bits of flotsam and jetsam back god knows what we're eating now lloydy but it doesn't matter because we're completely squiffy by lunchtime. Well, yes, and your boozed up online cooking sessions have been a big hit. I've just seen some of your recipes being swapped around. There was one that took my eye called Plug Hole Tagliatelli. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that one? Oh, well, Lloydy, I'm so glad you brought that up because <clears throat> I just wish I'd quarantined with my cleaner, Lloydy. I mean, Gerald has a very big bushy beard and he's gone and bloody shaved off and bunged up the shower. I had to get on my hands and knees, Lloydy, and clean the bloody thing out myself. And do you know, I thought to myself, what would Granny have done in the war? She wouldn't have wasted a thing. So I took the clippings and I made a fantastic potage. And with the leftovers, I added a little bit of brandy and made a marvellous hairy tagliatelle. How long did you have to cook the hair before it became edible? What's the cooking time on man beard these days? We've had it on the go for a couple of weeks, Lloydie. And I can honestly tell you, once you're drunk enough, honestly, those bristles go down a tree. And I've heard as well, one of the side benefits is that when the clumped up matted lumps of hair eventually are expelled from your body, it acts like a kind of cotton bud for the rear end. I don't know, Lloydie. I don't have a rear end, Lloydie. I've had it surgically removed. Wow. You know, I said, look, I am a celebrity. You know, I still am. You're very lucky to catch me. And, you know, I used to be on the TV a lot and I don't know what happened. I think the lefties took over and they won't have me anymore. But, you know, I said, look, I can't be on the TV doing these long cooking shows and having to dash off to the um, to the lavatory. So I said to my fella in Harley Street, look, just take it away. I was on the go and I said, look, you know, I don't need to go. You know, just keep it a mystery. Close it down. Gerald wasn't happy, but, you know, needs must. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. And we'll hear the rest of that chat in a moment. But first, here's a little taste of what's also available to listen to on the Free Yorkshire Network. Yes, we're interrupting our lockdown special to let you know about all the other lockdown specials that are now available. Obviously, our film podcasts have nothing to talk about at the moment, so they'll be taking your mind off the current dilemma by endlessly going over that Soderbergh classic contagion with the odd obligatory mention of Outbreak 2. There's not much music for our tuneful podcast to examine, so they'll be lifting our spirits by continually looping an out-of-tune celebrity Zoomcast version of The Frog Course. And of course, all our current affairs podcasts will be wall-to-wall zombie outbreak coverage. 
So if you need to escape the constant barrage of lockdown worry and fear, why not delve into one of our podcasts where you can experience a constant barrage of someone else's lockdown worry and fear. This reminder to stay worried and fearful has been brought to you by the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire. And now, back to our zombie lockdown special. Okay, let's rejoin our chat with arseless celebrity chef Suzanne Pudding and find out what happened when she said so long to her colon. Obviously, lots of benefits. You're never going to cut the cheese in an embarrassing situation ever again. But are there not certain disadvantages? What happens? And I can't put too fine a point on this, but what happens to the massive buildup of fecal matter? There isn't any, Lloydie. I don't eat. I'm just on a liquid diet now, whether it be gin, vodka, you know, it's the way to go. And you know what? I was ahead of the curve, Lloydie. I don't know if you can cast your mind back. Two weeks ago, we couldn't get lavatory paper for love and no bloody money. So now I don't need it. That is some forward thinking. Absolutely. So have you any other lockdown tips for our suffering populace? Uh, well, I, as I say, I, I don't have staff anymore. I had a cook, I had a cleaner, all gone. One snip of a zombie apocalypse. I can't even get my words out, Lloyd. I'm so pissed. Oh, can I say that? I don't know. I did. I did. Kill me. Oh, anyway. So, no, Gerald is the one. He's been beavering away. He's doing most of the cleaning and quite a lot of the cooking, if I'm honest. And I don't know. I just sit here. I'm pickled by lunchtime. And then I look through my own scrapbooks and I look at just how famous I used to be, Lloydie. And then I cry a lot. Well, yes, it must be sad looking back at the scrapbooks and all the ingredients that were available back then as well. You know, you could get meats and chocolate, oh. fresh eggs. It makes your heart weep. You know, it's the kiddies I feel sorry for, Lloydie. Easter coming up. Mm-hmm. No eggs for them. Well, no chocolate eggs. We've got a stag beetle in the garden that's laid a sack of eggs. So I was thinking about treating the kids with that. Well, they're lucky. I mean, thankfully, I didn't have any children. I don't like them. So I don't have a problem. But chocolate eggs are quite a thing. In my day, you were lucky if you got a real egg. We had powdered egg back in my day. Powdered chocolate eggs? Yes. I think it'll do the children good. A little bit of starvation. It's character building. Absolutely. Talking of character building, I tried your recipe for door Matt Muesli. I've got a bowl of it right here. I think you can hear that's going to be quite a challenge to get that down in one sitting, but I'm expecting at least a year's worth of fibre in just that one bowl. Well, you see, as I've said before, it wouldn't do for me. Nowhere for it to exit. And I wouldn't eat it myself because I have a long-held theory, Lloydie, that muesli is for left-wingers. I am wearing sandals as we speak, so there is something to that. That's why I made Gerald remove his beard. I said, look, you don't work at the bloody BBC. Shave it off. I wouldn't touch muesli. It's the work of the devil. But I do believe that people like it. So I thought, you know, let's reinvent muesli. You know, you can just throw any old shit in there and they don't know. You could shave the anaglypser off your walls. You could chip a bit of rendering off your front porch. And that's not a euphemism, Lloydie. I can let you into a little secret about muesli. Nobody likes muesli. But if you make people feel ashamed enough of themselves, they will eat anything that they think has got a bit of fibre in it. You could bury nuclear waste in it. People will shove it down. People are stupid, Lloydie. I think we can agree on that. Never leave it up to general public. I'm with Franco on this. Well, with those wise words, I think we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for your pearls of wisdom, Suzanne. Look. We look forward to your next boozed up recipe. Thank you very much, Lloyd. It's been absolutely... <laughs> 
Gerald, yes, make mine a double. I've got to go. Bye. Well, Gary's cheeks are now getting so red that they look like they've been slapped as hard as I'd like to slap Piers Morgan. But I think we've got time for a special visit to the Gadget Dungeon, where Sly Winifred is going to give us the latest on what gadgets can get us through the lockdown. And so I have down the line with me, Sly Winifred. Sly, welcome back to the show. Many thanks. Always happy to be here. Well, not here, obviously. Don't go outside. No, no. Pay attention to all warnings to stay indoors at all times. And once you hear about today's gadgets, you won't want to go outside anyway, because we've got a lockdown special where Sly is going to be previewing some gadgets that will help us all get through this difficult time. You're absolutely right. The geniuses at the Yorkshire Engineering Institute have been at it again and bought some real technological marvels to our doorsteps. And during this time, it's been quite stressful for us all, and some people are finding it difficult to sleep. And I believe you've got a device that will help you sleep like a baby. That's absolutely right. What's the one thing that's going to stop you from getting a good night's sleep? The constant moans and groans of the zombie horde? Absolutely right. It's tossing and turning in bed. So what's going to prevent you from tossing and turning every single night? How about this? A blanket so heavy you simply cannot move once it's placed on you. Ah, yes, I've heard about the weighted duvets. So how exactly do they work, Sly? In conjunction with the Yorkshire Ironmongers Union, the people have come together and innovated a duvet stuffed entirely with scrap and pig iron. And when placed on top of you, it's impossible to move. It's simply impossible. It's difficult to breathe, but that just makes it easier to sleep as well. The shallow breath will induce an almost coma-like state. People are out within 35 to 45 seconds, and that's a world-beating time. You simply lay down, get a family member to come into the room, hoist the duvet. If you need a hoist, just speak to the engineering people. They'll provide one. Lower the duvet onto you, and that's it. You are out like a light. Do not use for more than four hours at a time. How are you meant to unhoist yourself after the four-hour period is up? You simply sleep in shifts as a family. No one gets to sleep for more than four hours, but those four hours are going to be the most blissful night's sleep you've had since you were a baby. That's a guarantee. That makes a lot of sense because it would take most of the family to get the duvet off and on you anyway. So the only way that's going to work is if you have a shift pattern in place. Now, I've heard about the deluxe model that's not full of iron, but recently slaughtered flesh. So it gives off a certain warmth as well. That's right. And just to say, it's absolutely sealed 100 percent no leakage guarantee and what a lot of people are telling us is this this is like having a waterbed but on top of you instead of underneath all those lovely juices marinating inside the duvet and they slosh gently from side to side and you just drift off to sleep with a lovely feeling and when the duvet after six months or so calcifies into one hardened lump of flesh simply take the duvet off and you've got a massive beef jerky that's the number one option that people are going for is the jerky but also this is great for composting it's also good for mulching flattening out keeping all those wood chips that we've always advised you to keep and turning it into a sort of new organic paper because we know that paper is at a premium 
in our republic right now. Wow, that is a really multifaceted gadget. Can I just say that there are tentative plans to bring out a Swamp Mongrel luxury edition. Oh, well, that's going to be well sought after because there is a Swamp Mongrel shortage at the minute with people hoarding supplies. I've been told at the very top of our society, the mayors and mayoresses are potentially thinking of getting these done. And let's be honest, they've earned it. Well, yes. And I've heard that the luxury model is the Swamp Mongrel carcass. And then there's the economy model that just has Swamp Mongrel teeth in it. Mm, mm, mm. That sounds like a good night's sleep to me. And during the lockdown, getting exercise has obviously been a premium. We are allowed our 30-minute run outside every day as we flee from the shuffling zombies. But that's not enough for most people, is it? We need to be able to exercise at home. Have you got anything that can solve that quandary? We've got a multi-part exercise all-in-one home gym system. And it all starts right down at the feet with these great big heavy boots. Now, it's one size fits all, so the whole family can use them. Put your foot in there, and that's 17 stone of weight that you're trying to move immediately. That's a workout and a half, so it is. That's just one part of this whole body workout system. To work the upper body, we have a set of extra heavy welding gloves. How much does one glove weigh? Anything from five to six stone. Oh, about the weight of a seven-year-old girl then. Exactly right. And for the torso, we have this spiked belt. And how does that keep you fit? Stop moving, it will kill you. And so, obviously, people need some sort of social communication in this trying times. What devices have we got that could help people connect? Well, we've got the wonderful, as we've discussed before, 5G, 5-gear, bike-based phone. Now, this story, as you'll know, has been in the press a little bit recently. Mm -hmm. Yes, there have been false and scurrilous rumours being circulated that the 5G phone is somehow making people susceptible to zombification and people are burning their phones. It's an outrage. What this is is really a victory for ignorance and misinformation, I'm afraid. The idea being put out there that the fifth gear on your bike, which obviously makes the phone work, is somehow inducing heart attacks and thus zombies. I must stress there is no issue with the fifth gear on your mobile phone. It works perfectly. It contains no viruses. And if you die, that is completely coincidental. Well, that's very reassuring to hear. And so I've heard tell of being able to connect extra cups and strings to them in order to engage in group chat sessions. That's absolutely right. Every home is going to be fitted with up to four new communication strings, and those can be deployed to virtually any other house on your street. And this, of course, is for the more built-up areas where the string network is available. But if someone's in a slightly more rural neighbourhood. Is there any alternative for them in order to have a good gossip with their neighbours? Yes. If you really want to get down and dish, dish, dish with your neighbour that's actually quite far away, simply stand at your front door. Do not go outside of your front door and scream what you want to say into the night. Hopefully they will hear you. Now, isn't that a marvellous technological achievement? They say nothing spreads faster than gossip, and we can find out if that's true. I've heard that people will even bellow on further for their neighbours to hear, and people have been spreading gossip up to 30, 40 miles in just an hour or two. It's wonderful how our nation has come together at this time of crisis to scream information across this wonderful place of ours. And I, for one, take that as a great positive. After the great revolution that we had, people were worried we couldn't come together 
But here we are shouting dirty information across the streets in only the way that this great nation can. Yes, I think you hit the nail on the head there by saying dirty information because studies have shown that if you want your gossip to spread, the more salacious it is, the better. If you have to add in a few made up details in there just to make sure it makes its journey, it's well worth juicing up your story a little bit. Throw a bra in there or a little bit of anal sex and you'll get your message wherever it needs to go. And finally, Sly, we've got some new consoles coming out. Can you tell us any details? This is the most advanced entertainment system that we've ever seen. The PlayStation has over four tracks of locomotive fun for every household. Imagine that, four tracks. Wow, and does every track have its own platform at this station? This is how advanced we're going. There's two platforms. You've got a place to go to and a place to come back to. Wow. So you can fantasize about making long journeys. Exactly. And this is something special. We've got all these tracks. That's four times the bandwidth or track length of any other previous PlayStation. And they all are going to come installed with two trains, a fat controller, three trees and a person thinking of jumping off a bridge. And so the basic set only comes with one fat controller, and if you want other people to play with you, you have to buy other fat controllers separately. There will be third-party fat controllers available, but if you want the proper experience, go for the original one, that's what I always say. And also, if you do have more people coming around and you don't have a fat controller for them, there is an additional boss replacement service that they can play with at the same time. So how is PlayStation's arch-rival Xbox going to deal with this new development? They have come out swinging. The brand new Xbox has over 10 times the amount of X's in it. 36 X's in each box. How high can you stack them? They will go anywhere up to three foot. And if they do fall over, if they were to flop, it would be slightly terrifying. It would be a terror flop. Isn't that a lot of fun? And of course, I was going to ask you about the Wii as well, but nobody wants to hear about that anymore now that we know what it's full of. Absolutely. And so that's another visit to the Gadget Dungeon complete. Thank you very much for your time, Sly. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Okay, Gary's booty is now starting to glow like the radioactive hills of Yorkshire at dusk. So I guess that's the end of another show. Cheerio, please stay safe, and until next time, may all your brews be strong, may all your puddings be fettled, and may all your swamp mongrels and zombies be radiation free. Dara! Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, the guy who puts all this together. And on this show, you heard Ben Spencer, Justin Gallagher, Mandy McCarthy, and Adam Martin. You can find out more about us and what we do in the information section of this podcast and you can follow the podcast on the various social medias at Free Yorks Radio. We'll be back next month with another lockdown special, but if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then you know what to do. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. Thanks. The glorious free republic of Yorkshire Radio Show.